0: So you're going to stop the snap, notice, notice your surroundings, assess the situation. Why is this happening? What's going on here? And then you're able to pivot. So stop, notice, assess, pivot. So this this cue, this snap, is a great tool for if things are going crazy, you're in the storm, there's always going to be fires to put out daily. Snap your fingers, and it's going to be this recall to your subconscious that you're OK.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Heal Thyself. Thank you for taking your precious time, the most valuable asset you have out of your day, bringing your attention to such, such, such important content. I really believe deep in my heart that this is going to change a lot of people's lives. And with that, you're empowered enough to make that change with yours and then start spreading it to others. That's the amazing beauty of you healing yourself and healing the world. Today's episode, Really good stuff. So this whole month was Mental Health Awareness Month. I've been talking about mental health every month like it is Mental Health Awareness Month. But Mental Health Awareness Month, I would be remiss to not do one whole knowledge bomb dedicated to one of the major things that drives our mental health to the gutter, and it's burnout. How many of us are burnt out? And what are the signs of burnout? And what happens in the body when we're burnt out? And then what do we do when we're burnt out? So, this knowledge bomb is going to be really, really leading us and giving us that idea about how we can become empowered to take charge of ourselves before we get to that point. Also, my friend, my close friend, David Nurse, is coming on the show. One of the most motivating guys I've ever met. Our special guest segment is going to be all about how to really strengthen yourself and get grounded so you follow through on habits that you really want to implement in your life. So a lot of us can't bring in or stick with these habits and we find trouble. So he's gonna give us the mental hacks on really putting ourselves in a place where we every single day can follow through on those habits and build up that place so we can become better versions of ourselves. It's all about that consistency. Sometimes it's hard, I get it, I'm there with you. But David is a master at this, so I can't wait to hear this information he's going to be sharing with us. So without further ado, let's get to this knowledge bomb. I really want to talk about burnout. I've been burnt out so many times in my life. I know you have too. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier and you want something truly effective that is safe, Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best and they're always at health events and people are loving them and their quality. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alaturia Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed. And I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays, with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hard-working liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's liver detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digest tract. Then you got the All-Star Liver Protector. You heard of it, Milk Thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's Liver Detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trafalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula. Packed with antioxidants that have been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic. One of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has you are back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to Organifyshop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. All right, burnout. How many of us, man? Shoot, I'm burned out once a month at least, but at least I know when I'm getting there. And I really wanna share with you some of the tips that I do for myself, but first and foremost, I just wanna talk about burnout. How many of you have experienced feeling burnt out? Now, I'm gonna go into what, Are the symptoms of it? But how many of you know really the place where you get to from being so stressed chronically where you kind of just go inward and don't want to do anything? You're done. A lot of us have felt that, right? It feels like your limbs are heavy, you know, you're dragging around, your mood is unpredictable, you know. Sometimes you feel good, sometimes you don't, and every little thing annoys you. You may have no appetite or you may be voracious. Either or, For me, what I experience is I feel overwhelmed, sometimes trapped, I don't feel motivated. I feel like I'm on a small hole, not a deep hole, but a small hole. I don't have much of an appetite. You know, I start detaching myself from people that I care about or things that I need to do. I become, again, unmotivated, why I'll go into a little bit later. Certainly and definitely no creative flow. So it's really hard to put out content or it's really hard to put out a show or put together a show that really is in alignment with what I wanna say. Sometimes I self-sabotage, right? And sometimes I don't know why I do it. But really, over the years, I found how it starts manifesting in my body so I can catch it before I get to that point. And oftentimes, I'm never even getting into that hole. So I want to share with you some things that we can do. So regardless of how it shows up for you, from time to time, we feel burnt out. So physiologically, we want to know what the heck happens in the body when we're burnt out. So our bodies are designed and they're extraordinarily designed. They're incredible, they are elegant, they are sophisticated. We are so resilient and built to feel massive tidal waves of stress. We're not resilient and we're not built to feel massive tidal waves of stress over time, for long periods of time. So short-term effect of cortisol. So we're very different than animals in this right animals are so hyperpresent; they experience life in the moment. So when something quote-unquote bad happens or there's a threat, they experience that hormonally through their body. And let's say they make it away from the lion into safety and solace and they're under a tree. They have their mechanisms to shake out that energy, that extra energy. And then their cortisol levels go down. Their epinephrine levels go down right? And then they go back to being in the moment. Unfortunately for us, we have so much trouble living in the moment. Now, fortunately for us also, we can project to the future and do things as a human race, right? But many times it bites us in the butt because by projecting to the future, you're convincing and speaking to your body that we are still in this present moment of hyper threat, hyper danger. And our body is going to listen to our thoughts very, very closely. So it behooves us, and this is part of finding out before when you get burnt out, when it's starting and what the thought, the sponsoring thought, I call it. What is the very thing, that the, the, the seed that starts creating that? So for us, short-term cortisol, we are built for it. When I'm talking about short-term cortisol, that means if something happens during the day, we almost get into an accident, we feel that rush We get really hot, our heart starts beating, maybe our breath starts uh, increasing and we're breathing more rapidly. Maybe we just get hyper-focused in that moment. We don't think about eating, we don't think about peeing, we don't even think about pooping. We're just in that moment and we go, okay. And then we go about our lives and then we shake it off. Now we are so built for that. Even if it lasts for a day, we're still built for that. What happens in the body is that in those moments of stress, We start making more sugar in our body, right? To feed us, to help us survive. So our liver starts mobilizing sugar. We start releasing more fatty acids. So we're giving our body more food and fuel, right? And it's very important because we need to survive, especially in high stress environments. Our blood sugar naturally is going to go up. And what's going to happen to our immune system is it's going to boost up, right? So in case we're threatened with an infection or an injury, our immune system is ready. It's hypervigilant, it's ready to go. So by virtue of all of that happening, our heart rate starts to increase, right? We increase our blood pressure naturally. Our bronchioles, our respiratory system, begins to dilate so we can get more air in our bodies so we can survive, and our metabolic rate goes up so we have fuel to survive in those moments. Now I'm talking about in the moment, in the day, maybe leading into the other day, but as soon as it starts going long-term, and I'm talking about three days, four days, five days, a week, That's when our body starts suffering from this state, from the survival state. Now, a lot of us, like I said, unfortunately, we can project to the future. So it takes very little for many of us to start projecting to the future over and over. And that is when the loop starts beginning. And that's when we start becoming burned out because we're getting away from this present moment. So the long-term effects of cortisol on our body ain't a good thing. We start becoming burnt out. And when we're used to being burnt out over and over and over, that's the worst, right? When we become adapted to a burnt out phase, we forget what it feels like to even feel healthy or at peace or calm for the nervous system to be in balance and is certainly, certain our immune system to be strong. Over time, our immune system becomes depressed completely. We decrease our metabolism. We start gaining weight. Again, immune system, by being depressed, we get worn down and then we're getting more sick more easily. But one of the most fascinating things is what happens to our neurotransmitters. Now, I just did a show on dopamine, and I talked all about the importance of dopamine in our brain health and mental health. What happens is, with our neurotransmitters, when we have a sustained secretion and circulation of cortisol in our body, it's going to disrupt our brain chemistry. And I'll bring this to light. There's a study, the name of it is Treatment-Related Alteration of Cortisol Predicts Change in Neuro psychological function during acute treatment of late life anxiety disorder, right? And it's in the journal, International Journal of Geriatric Psychiatry. What they saw was people with mood disorders like anxiety and depression have high levels of salivary cortisol. And you can test that. You can test how high the levels of cortisol are in your body throughout the day, and it fluctuates. It's supposed to be high in the morning. It's supposed to go down after you wake up from a peak all the way down till you go to sleep and your melatonin is high, and then you fall asleep. And then that rhythm is supposed to happen. You have a cortisol rhythm. What happens is, in people with mood disorders like anxiety or depression, we have a sustained level of cortisol in our body. And it's no surprise, because then we get into that cycle. Cortisol is high, it affects our neurotransmitters, we experience things like anxiety and depression, more inflammation, and then, guess what? More cortisol in response, until we begin to get burnt out. But the most interesting thing for me is how cortisol, chronic cortisol, is going to start depleting things like dopamine and serotonin. So you may question, why when I get burnt out does my motivation change? Well, interestingly enough, it's because the increase, sustained high level of cortisol begins to disrupt your dopamine level. It's disrupting its release and its synthesis, right? So after dopamine becomes depleted, our pleasure, pathways become burnt out. So it's not just dopamine too, it's serotonin, both are becoming more and more depleted. So when you see things like depression or changes in sleep, memory issues, anxiety, appetite changes whether you're eating more or less, headaches, that's when you're knowing that you're getting to the burnt out stage where it's now it's affecting your brain chemistry. So very important is to know what things you can do, so your cortisol, when it's high, it's high, you can be in that moment, but you don't get to the point where it's three, four, five days, a week out, where now it's gonna start affecting your brain chemistry, those neurotransmitters, and then you're going to be experiencing all of the real, real cognitive, even physical experiences and manifestation of true, true burnout. The very first thing that I'm gonna say is this. If you can experience stress, In the moment, that's one of the biggest gifts because you know that stress is going to be transient, but you have to catch yourself after the stressful or the inciting factor happens. You have to catch if you're holding on to that moment. Now, a lot of us don't even catch it or even worse, don't want to admit it. So let's say, for example, I'm at my desk and my boss comes over and I wrote a whole report and I think I did a really good job, but he just rips it apart. Uh, or she just rips it apart and says, it's you're missing this piece, where was this piece? And, and really communicating in a way that is really energetically fear-based and not in love or not in encouragement. It's very easy for us to have that experience. Our stress is gonna go up, right? We're gonna feel it in our body. You know, maybe some of you in that moment that you can experience or you can visualize this, we can feel the tightening of our stomach or feel the tightening of our chest, right? Or we can feel anger wanna come out and we wanna yell back, but we don't want to lose a job. Be in that moment and allow that experience, that physiological, biological change to happen in your body through your nervous system. Let the hormones get released. Let the neurotransmitters change. Let that inflammation go up. But you have to, have to be aware of what happens after your boss walks out of the room. What happens when you go to lunch later in the day? What happens when you get into your car? How about when you get home? Are you still thinking about it? Are you still ruminating on it or have you learned the things that really work for you to let go now letting go is such an important part of this the surrender part you can have the experience but the thing that gets you burnt out is the holding on to those things right a lot of us why do we hold on to those things and how is it sponsoring our experience so like i said the inciting stressful factor will stress us out if we bring it with us for the next day the day after, for the week after, you can bet all of your money that you're gonna get burnt out from it. The same thing goes from physical burnt out. You have to honor your body. If you're overextending yourself, saying yes to every single thing for your own reasons, whether it's to be a people pleaser or liked, if you're not putting yourself and honoring your body first from the physical standpoint and you're overextending yourself, then you really have to think about being burnt out. Another thing, if you're just working and working and working and working and doing a job that you don't love, you're going to be burnt out regardless. If you're putting your energy and your time, remember I said in the beginning of the show, your biggest assets, time and attention into something you don't love, you're going to get burned out. So think about these possibilities. Think about where you fall. A lot of us fall in the mental, emotional, holding on and ruminating. But a lot of us overextend ourselves physically. A lot of us are in a job that we don't love. But regardless, those are all main ingredients for being burnt out. So I'm going to tell you what works for me. I'm going to give you my first-hand tip on what I do not to get burnt out. So for me, I have to stop completely. If I feel my body getting tired during the day when it shouldn't be tired, I should be resilient and robust and energetic. If I feel myself getting tired and shutting down, and that's how it happens for me, I shut down, I disconnect from the world, I completely stop everything. If I have plans at night, cancel, done. It doesn't matter what I was supposed to do or what I committed to. Uh, it doesn't matter if I have to talk at something and people are expecting me to be there. It's always my health that comes first so I can show up better in the future. So for me, I'll turn it off, I'll go upstairs, I'll lay down, and f- and the thing that works so well for me is completely turning off my brain. So I'll watch a movie, I'll watch a show, I'll, I'll escape into something where I can turn off my brain in that moment, right? And, and I'm gonna bring into perspective something. It's one thing to chronically escape something and not look at things, but it's also another thing to just turn off. A lot of us, a lot of us just need to turn off. We are so stimulated with our phone and stimulated in conversation and stimulated with work and then back in our phone. If we can just turn off and just enjoy something, enjoy the art of cinema, enjoy enjoy a show, laugh, and then look, if I'm feeling really naughty, I'll go out and order a sugar-free dessert or something like that, and I'll enjoy it, and I'll be in bed And then all I need is four hours, five hours of that. Relax, go to sleep. The next day, completely gone. I'm not burnt out. But it's something that works for me. So find out what practice works for you. What do you have to say no to? What do you have to stop and come back into your body with? What do you have to stop ruminating on? Start bringing awareness to these habits, and I guarantee you that you'll be so much more empowered When an inciting event happens, when you're overextending yourself, when you're at a job that you don't love, you'll become more empowered to understand that you come first, your health comes first, because by doing that, you're able to show up for so many other people. So we're all biochemically different. We all handle stress differently, right? Some of us handle stress better than others, and that's okay, it's not our fault. But we have to listen to our body. We have to create this habit. Here in America, We're on push and grind and push and grind and I'll sleep till I die attitude. And there couldn't be a more toxic approach to your overall health. When you do something you love and you're in service to humanity, it's never really a grind at all. It's always an act of love and service that's coming from within. So ask yourself, are you burnt out because you're overworking or you're just doing something that you don't love? Because I don't care if you have the best stress resiliency, the best stress handling modalities. If you're doing something truly it is not in service to yourself and others and you're not aligned with your gifts, you're bound to get burnt out, as I mentioned. So check out all those things, do it. Bring awareness to your body. Bring awareness to what you're doing physically every single day, people pleasing, like overextending yourself. If you're in a job that you don't love, start bringing awareness to all of this stuff. Start putting yourself first. Start putting these practices into play and then you will find out how powerful you are when it comes to avoiding burnout. There you go, knowledge bomb. Let's get to our guy, David Nurse. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? An experience of brew that's not only delicious, for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately, for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been opened and I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights. And these are staples. And and not just me, I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle, staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. You don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. We had him back when I lived in the mountains. We had a beautiful set Mm -hmm. in the front of the place. We had a really deep but inspiring conversation. And he's back for round two, but this time in the new set. David Nurse is a best selling author, keynote speaker, NBA mindset coach, and overall badass. Like this guy, (laughs) this guy applies the most amazing mindset tips for not only NBA players, but everyday people so we can come out of those inevitable holes that we fall into throughout our lives so david is here to drop some bombs Mm. my man thank you for coming on the show second time
0: a second time you know you're doing something right if you get invited back the second time
1: man i I know i'm doing something right if you want to come back for two times (laughs) so that's amazing look at this studio man yeah absolutely yeah so look a lot of people uh come in and out of this door to come sit down but you're one of the most motivational, inspired, and how the hell are you always in a damn good mood?
0: <laughs> Man, it's, you know what, it's a great question. And a lot of it is based on the habits that I implement throughout my day. It is not a natural inclination for people to be positive. It's just not. We all wake up with self-doubt. We have 50,000 self-talk thoughts daily. 50,000, 40,000 of those, 80% are negative. So think about that in your day, when you go into your day, when you're questioning yourself, when you're doubting yourself. Am I good enough for this? Oh, I came from this small town. I was raised this way. I can't do it. Those are the thoughts that are going to engulf you unless you have built-in success habits, routines, to be able to counteract those. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite ones I do every single morning because when you wake up, that's where the self-doubt really sinks in. So everybody goes takes a shower, Brushes your teeth, hopefully, in the morning. And you walk by a mirror. Especially ladies, you're always walking by a mirror. I mean, guys are walking by a mirror, you know, flexing a little Uh bit. But, uh you know, this is the mirror of self-doubt. So imagine that it's covered with fog. And you get the choice to live in that self-doubt, that fog, clouding the mirror, clouding your entire day, 40,000 negative self-talk thoughts, or you simply wipe it away. This action, doing an action triggers your subconscious to know that hey like you can you can wipe it away. Because if you just tell yourself to do it, it's going to be a lot harder. Mm-hmm. But if you actually tie an action to these type of habits, it's much more likely that that your brain's going to continue to get in that habit of doing it. So try this, wipe away the self-doubt when you wake up in the morning. Trust me that that will help. It's kind of like the power stance where, yeah. you're, the confident, where you're supposed to feel more confident mm-hmm. standing in that stance. I don't know if that actually works. I just feel goofy when I do it, but I know this absolutely works.
1: So the people who are listening, you're literally... Oh,
0: I'm standing there. Yeah, yeah. Just wiping it away. Hands wiping. Hands wiping.
1: And, yep. and so for me, I, I take that as like I'm clearing, you know, for me, exactly. the, the hippie spiritual side. I'm like, I'm clearing the energy. Totally. Exactly. But it's same. the same thing. It's like same wiping away that doubt. So what does that do for you then? Once that's, what Do you feel palpably? Is it viscerally different? It,
0: it's It's the start of it. And it all comes down to, to, to starting these positive mindset habits. And it's hard to start. It's really hard to start. So I, I implement, I literally stack habits to make sure that it's tough to fall out of the positive mindset. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that there's going to be times where I just don't feel like doing it. And I have those days. We all have those days. But the more that we can set up blockades against that, the better. So then one really important tool for people to know is it, it only takes 17 seconds for your mind, I call it mental dictatorship, for your mind to overtake what your body's going through. So through training NBA players for years and years and years, I used to carry a stopwatch around with me and I'd hit start whenever I felt like the player didn't really want to go through the workout, it wasn't one of those days. And 17 seconds was the time that kept coming up as when they started it, they were okay. You know, like when you go to the gym, you don't feel like doing it, but you do that first one, two reps, you're good. Yeah. So I implement this right after the foggy mirror, I get into the ice uh, ice cold shower. I take a two to three minute ice cold shower. First 17 minutes, first 17 seconds, suck. (laughs) Hate it, terrible, brutal. I agree. But after that I can get through, I mean you can get through the whole two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. Mm -hmm. So it's a tool to know with your mind like hey, if you go 17 seconds you will be able to get through it. So continuing to stack these type of habits through the morning is extremely important too. And I know one thing that that you're really big on, I'm really big on, is the gratitude in the morning. Like that's a non-negotiable. Like there's so many things, we get caught up thinking about the things that we don't have. And it consumes us, the things we don't have. But we we rarely think about, oh, what are the things that I do have? And I remember one time you told me actually, you're like, you know what, man, I I go around, I thank every tree, I thank every plant, I thank every animal. Mm. Like I've implemented that in my day, like thanking every little small thing Mm -hmm. and how much better you feel about it. Mm -hmm. Because if we focus on all that we don't have, that's going to consume our thoughts.
1: Mm -hmm. I just did a show on gratitude and talking about how it changes your brain chemistry in the snap of a finger. You're releasing more dopamine and serotonin. You're automatically feeling better Mm -hmm. just by bringing your awareness. And it's awareness, right? Most of our awareness is outside of us, right? Where we're going, what we're doing, how we're gonna do it immediately going, wait, hold on, let me be present, let me be present, what do I have here? What's here? Wow, this feels good, look at this creation. Mm. And then it's like, Phew. snap of the finger, your your nervous system is relaxed and that allows space for things like everything you're saying, like stepping into a more positive every day. So when you're going into the future, you go, I feel good about this.
0: You know? 100%, and you said something there, snap of your fingers. So that's a trigger, that's a cue. I actually use this cue with NBA players or just anybody that I work with, you snap your fingers it's a reminder, stop, notice. So you're going to stop the snap, notice, notice your surroundings, assess the situation, why is this happening, what's going on here, and then you're able to pivot. So stop, notice, assess, pivot. So this, this cue, this snap, is a great tool for if things are going crazy, you're in the storm, there's always going to be fires to put out daily, snap your fingers, and it's going to be this recall to your subconscious that you're okay. Mm-hmm. And, and the cool thing too, man, like, just, just stepping away. like You know when you just step into nature or you just, just find a quiet spot? And whether it's like three to five minutes, you feel so much better. I was doing this VR. It was the first time I'd ever done VR. Mm-hmm. And they literally put the goggles on. I was going into like this avatar land, man. It was crazy cool. But when I came out of it, I just felt such at, at peace. Yeah. Blood pl- pressure was lower. I was like, how can I recreate this? in real life, and you actually can't. You gotta find your space.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like in the movie Happy Gilmore, where's your happy place? Mm-hmm. Find that happy place, it's, yeah. it's really, it, it, it exists.
1: Yeah, and oftentimes it's nature. It, oftentimes sure. it's, it, I mean, almost inevitably, every time you step out of whatever place, literally location-wise, into nature, you can always find that happy happy place. The, the, the true gift is being in the whirlwind and finding that happy place, mm. right, because you know, oftentimes we're in the middle of the workday, or, you know, in the middle of doing a podcast. Can we come together and go? Okay, I feel good. Now I'm ready to do it. You can find your own true nature,
0: man. Hardest thing to do, hardest thing to do, because all these these habits, these mindset, these mental tools that we learn, like it, it, it's great when you're able to do it on your time, on your schedule. But what, what if you have three kids right. crying? What if you have to pick your kids up? One kid's sick, and all this. Like, how do you find calm in the storm? Mm-hmm. That's the most difficult thing to do, but when you're able to manage that and you're able to, to, to thrive through that, that's when you're really living in your life rhythm. And I think, like, to me, and all that I've taught to, to high-level athletes and, and business people is having those type of cues. Cues are so important. The, the, the fingers, the snap, or whether it's a word. So I ha- I have a word, unshakable. If, if I'm on stage speaking in front of thousands and I feel like I'm losing it and I can't remember what's coming next, I'll just say unshakable, unshakable, under my breath, I remember it's it's okay, like it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And then another powerful tool is, think about what the worst case scenario can be. And and why I say that is not so that you actually live in the worst case scenario, but once you can outline like what that worst case thing can be, things are okay. Because we don't actually fear the worst case scenario. We actually fear the unknown. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so difficult for people. I'm going to tell, tell you this quick quick story. So when I was living in Australia, playing basketball down there, I went great white cage diving with the great white sharks. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, they took you five hours off the shore of Australia, off the, the southern coast, probably because if you get eaten alive, like no one will know you that you're dead five hours out there. And you go down in this cage, one person on each side, and there's these massive great white sharks, just rows of teeth and teeth, and, like... It, this little gap, too, if you put your hand out there, they snap it uh-huh. off in a second. And they're intimidating, yes, but you see them eye to eye, and you're not that afraid. That's not the scariest part. Yeah. scariest part is when you're looking around, you don't see anything, and then just pff, the cage starts shaking. Yeah. So we fear the unknown. And if you're able to tell yourself, mom at home with kids, single mom, who, like, if you're able to tell yourself, this is going to be the worst-case scenario, you're fine you're going to be okay because you've already outlined there is no fear of the unknown. And there's been studies done, there's a study done where these are these participants, out of them, 91 point, I think it was like 91.29% worst case scenarios did not come true. Mm. So think about that. Next time you're fearing the worst, you're in a storm, like 92%, it's not going to come true.
1: Yeah. And, and that that's what we, we go with that unknown. We go, mm. whoa, this might happen. Yeah. What are Because we live in a realm of possibilities. Yep. And, and we're used to possibilities manifesting an experience. But the experience, like you said, oftentimes is never as scary as the possibilities which our beautiful imagination can start creating. And totally. we're so good at it. Totally. And we're even better at creating the worst possibilities in that pool of possibilities versus like, oh, it might not be that bad, actually. 100%, you know? but, and that's But that's a, a gift, and a, that's how we train ourselves. We go, okay, uh, I'm gonna do my first talk in front of thousands. Mm-hmm. Here are the worst things that can happen, <laughs> or I can I can see it real quick, see that, and then I go, but here are the things that I can create and I have control over. Mm. You know, and I love that you use these prompts. Um, and And I actually would love to start um, adding that into my my practices because I remember and it brings to mind when I used to wear a rubber band around my wrist, and I used to sometimes whatever I wanted to break, whatever I have it, I pull it and let it go. That's great. And I remember after like two months, how effective it was. I was like, "That's crazy! This rubber band, this rubber band's nuts." But it's the same idea. It, it, the action, oftentimes the action or the the signal, is sort of like Pavlov's dog, right? The exactly. bell exactly will will uh, it, 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 it'll create the impulse in the body or the neuronal remembrance mm. of like, "Here's what I have to do." A snap is so accessible. Yeah, it's just keeping
0: it easy, though. You know, like, and and, and you said being in, we're talking about being in the pressure in the moment of it, that's the hardest thing. You're gonna step on stage and talk in front of thousands. What's the worst that can happen? You're always thinking worst that can happen, but you flip it to the best picture that can happen as well. You need to see both. You need to see both, one, see the worst like we talked about, so you're not afraid of it, but also see the best because if you don't see the vision of what you want to happen or the person that you want to be in the future, you won't get there. Unless you're able to see it, You're never going to be able to actually actualize it. Mm -hmm. So one of the best practices you can do, visualize, like, who who are you going to be three years from now, five years from now, ten years from now? It's not going to actually happen probably exactly like that. A lot of times it will happen better than you can even imagine. That's true. But if you can't see it, you have to show people what they can be, especially especially if you're feeling stuck. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling stuck right now, it's hard to see out of that stuckness that you're in. But paint the picture of what you can be, because you can create those stories and live in those stories. It's it's crazy how powerful the mind is, man. A
1: hundred percent, and so it's crazy, crazy how powerful we are. We are creative beings. That is our tr- that is our nature to create. We create from wor- thoughts, words, and actions. And the ability that we have, we've been gifted with imagination, mm. right? But imagination oftentimes has has this connotation that it's like fantasy land. Totally. But but the imagination cr- with the visualization creates a reality down the line, and I, and I agree with you, I would visualize, okay, this is how I want to create this, and this is how I want this to look, and like, I like, I would create cinemas. Mm. Uh, like, years ago, I would create cinemas. And it would come out way more than that. Exactly. And there was times where I'd be ex- in the experience, and I'd be like, I feel like I had a dream of this before. I'm like, wait a minute, no, this is what I've been visualizing. <laughs> yeah. It just creeps up on you. Totally. Um, and there was so much evidence of this over time where, I, where I'm like, hey, this is so real, like, I can't doubt this anymore. You know, like, I am a powerful creator, we are powerful creators, so the ability to just visualize how we want our life to look, you know? And and the the caveat for me is, is it rooted in love or fear? Mm. If it's rooted in love, oh my God, that ignition and that fire, that comes back fast, you know? But if it's rooted in fear, like, I wanna attract all this money because I wanna finally be enough in front of people. So good. You ain't gonna attract nothing. You know, would, would you
0: align with that? Oh, totally. And what you're hitting on is what you are doing is not as important as who you're doing it for. You're, you, we, When you have purpose plus passion, you're on a mission. Like, you literally, you're living life on a mission. But if you don't, then if you're only doing it for yourself, if you're only doing it for followers or for recognition or for a bank account, you will be miserable. Like, we know millionaires, billionaires, mm-hmm. something... Some of them are really, really miserable because that'll never, ever fill you. So your point on, yeah, love, who are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be doing a great, amazing podcast or a talk show. You can literally be working a nine to five, but you're doing it for your kids. Maybe it's not what you necessarily love. Maybe it's not your passion that you, like you want to be doing long-term. But if you do that the best of your ability, you're, you're showing your kids, one, like, hey, Mom, dad's gonna work really hard. Like I'm gonna have that. They're not just going and complaining about the situation they're in. But two, if you live in who you want to be while you're not where you want to be, mm-hmm. you'll get there. Yeah. The best example is is my uncle who coaches the Toronto Raptors now, won the NBA championship in his first year as an NBA head coach. And everybody was like, whoa, lucky, man, he, you know, lightning struck in a bottle. First year head coach, that's such luck. No, he's been coaching for 27 years before that as a head coach in countries that you don't even know play basketball. I was in England and I saw him tape players' ankles, pop popcorn at halftime, Uh literally, I kid you not. Uh But he lived as he was going to be that NBA champion head coach. And these reminders, these tools, these cues, these triggers, like even he had a picture of himself on the fridge holding an NBA trophy. Mm -hmm. It was a coach that he cut his his face out and put it on there. But you continue to see this. This continues to be the story that you play in your
1: mind. You know, it, it's funny because uh, that is, it, you know, a lot of us talk about the movie Secret and, you know, oh, it's a little cliche and hokey, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're on to something. Yeah. And, and what they're on to is that we are powerful creators and we ha- we're have we antennas. And any every thought, word, and action shifts that frequency that we're putting out there. Mm. So back to the moment where you were talking about when we're in a space, in a place where we go, oh, my God, like, this is not where I want to be. You can get out of it by simply shifting your antenna's vibration, right? Because like you attract the people, places, things, situations, and circumstances to align with you to move past that. And something like your uncle did is just like every day reminded, reminded, reminded yeah. of yeah. where he's going, what he's doing, what he's creating. And it comes fast. It comes fast, especially when we're in full, like, I, I, what I call it is unapologetic uh, acceptance and knowing. Mm. So, it's good. There, there's no one that can tell me that I'm not gonna create that. The person that I trust most, the person I respect most, can give me an antagonistic idea about it. They go, they'll say, no, I don't know if you can do that one. I'd be like, shit, you don't know, you don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm oh, on that Kanye West stuff, man. I'm, oh. like, I'm like, ain't no one." I'm doing my Grammy speech before I get the Grammy. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I wanna talk about this. This is, what we were talking about here is the uh, serving humanity. So I was doing, I do this uh, bi-monthly course on, I'm actually learning how to release emotions from people's bodies, trapped emotions, Wow! right? So creating a space where they're just like crying or yelling or, you know, throwing up, whatever it is, just like moving it all out. I'm going to be in Portugal in the mountains learning how to do this. So in one of our um, classes, there was a beautiful graph. It was a pyramid, and I believe it was by Ken Wilber. Um, It was was a small font, but the name pops out. But on the top, the highest form of consciousness in a human, it was love. And then right next to it is how it's applied to the world is, is serve, serving. Yep. Love and serving. And I was like, wow, service service to humanity. And then we got to it and he was like, yeah, love, the highest consciousness level that we can embody is, am, is expressed through service to humanity. Whereas on the other side, there was d- depression and victimization mm-hmm. down bottom, right? The, 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 the polar opposite energy. Uh, and then in between, all of the places that we jumped up and down from. But the, this, I've had so much more respect for people in service to humanity. Immediately when I saw that, I go, holy shit. They're just expressing the love that they are yeah. by giving back to people. And we had my friend Dr. J. Tita here saying, if you want to feel better in 10 seconds, go do something for someone immediately. No doubt. And and be, be in service to a person. Do you find that that is the oh, most powerful? Oh,
0: man, it's, yeah, it's such a great point. And it's funny because we want to think differently. We want to think, well, no, if I give, 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 and pour into other people, it's not going to come back to me. But it is. And it is the best feeling that you can have when you're living in the service mode. And I tell people, you know what, service isn't just necessarily about, hey, going serving at the local food bank or that, but it's giving your time and your energy when it's not convenient for you. So we all are on this Google color coordinated schedule, Zoom meetings, all of this, and we're go, go, go. But if somebody needs you in, in their day and you have the ability to pour life into them, are you passing them by? Are you stopping and giving them time? That person at the coffee shop or the grocery store, are you actually giving them time? And I'm not very good at this. Like, my wife will tell you, I'm just, you know, go, go, go. Go, oh, yeah. But it fills you up more than, I mean, more than anything else is serving. And also, like, when you're when you're not having your day, when you're not on, and you just can't do it, like, go pour into somebody else. Mm-hmm. Go have, like, serve them. Have a, a a day with your kids and take them to the zoo or something. Mm-hmm. You'll always feel better doing that. But yet a lot of us will try to push it back because we want, well, what can I get out of this? What can I get out of this? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing in interactions with people. Like are you when you step into a room, most people will think, well, who can I connect with in here? Who who can I meet? And maybe like, you'll be looking past somebody like that's so yeah. that's my biggest pet peeve. When you're talking to somebody they're looking past you like, oh okay, this okay. is important want, enough you for you. Yeah. Yeah. But walk into that room next time, look at your hands when you enter the door, enter the room and say the word serve. So it's another a cue, a trigger. Look at your hands, say the word serve. So when you walk into that room, you're no longer concerned about what you're going to get out of it or the people that you're going to meet for your gain, but how you can serve others. And when you do this, one, it takes a ton of pressure off you, but two, it attracts the right people. You have to trust that the right people you're going to meet, you will meet. You don't want to force it. And you just become so comfortable in your own skin yeah. that people want to be around you. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you're so calming your presence. I want to be around you. Right. But you know those people that are just trying to like, man, trying to connect, trying to you know, get on yeah, my yeah, network. Yeah, yeah. It's like, eh, don't be that person. Yeah. So use a cue, look at your hands. You can even do this when you pop open your computer, get on a Zoom meeting, say the word serve. It'll trigger to your subconscious, you're there to serve. And when you do, when you fully embrace this, like that's when the breakthroughs come back to you. When you're not so concerned about just
1: you. I love these cues. These cues are so powerful because it takes one second to do them. So quick, it can re- really be powerful reminder, and and it could be your cue. You can look at your feet and say serve, right? Yeah, for you sure. You can look at the f- palm of your hand and say serve, but whatever works for you. But really, I think that people are attracted to people who are in service because it's inherent in our DNA to that nice. we are that we yeah. are that. Like when we see someone operating at the highest level. Of embodiment of who they are, love and service to others. There's a part of us that already knows that that we want more of that, but we are that. Yeah. Even if it's subconscious, we hear like little whispers. Sometimes they become little, little, little more, a little higher volume, and then they become yells. Now let's chat about something crucial that is omega threes. You know, I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements right? We have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega threes. And and I really mean it. Omega threes are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega threes for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to It's a quality brand, not only just with Omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you, that is on your shelf or in your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. dot com slash drg you're gonna get 50 percent off plus all those freebies you know so i always say pay attention to the people that you're most attracted to look at their qualities see what they're doing are mm-hmm. they serving humanity and then oftentimes you'll find and if it's rooted in love and authenticity not like you know the people mm-hmm. who're like wow they're doing so well they're successful but also they're doing it for their bank account they're also <laughs> doing it for followers i know i mean see past that see the yeah. truth yeah and are you drawn to that and then ask yourself What are the things you can do and bring to the world to be in service? A lot of us, this is where I find a big barrier to entry. A lot of people don't know what they can give the world Mm -hmm. to be in service. Mm -hmm. They go, well, what is my gift? What is my talent? How do I find my sense of purpose? I want to serve, but I have no idea. Do you have any advice for people to start? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So if you don't know necessarily what your gift is, And I fully believe that we all have a God-given gift and ability, and you'll find it. Literally, all you have to do is ask somebody, hey, how can I serve you? Like there's stories of people that would just go get coffee for people, and they'd become like into their network and into their group. If you literally say, how can I serve you? If you're trying to connect with somebody, that's the most powerful thing that you can do. It's not about like you don't ever want to say, hey, can I pick your brain or how did you get where you got? Not asking anything, but how can I serve you? Even if you don't have a skill, even if you don't have a talent. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe you're, you're good at taking pictures. You could take some pictures. You could do some cutting of video. Think about just the little small things and that person that you want to meet or you want to be connected with what would move the needle in their life? Mm-hmm. Like, literally, for me, if somebody hits me on Instagram and just puts something about my book and how it had an impact on them and their family, how they're implementing in their life. I'm going to be open to a conversation with them and want to help them. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen what they've put, put into something that took me so long to create. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a skill, if you don't have power, like I did that with the NBA team. So when I wanted to get into the NBA, I got cut from playing professional basketball, more like the Will Ferrell semi-pro league, uh-huh. and I had nothing going. I wanted to be a coach in the NBA. I realized like being 6'2 and unathletic and no vertical and probably wasn't gonna make the NBA. But I had no connections at the time. My uncle, who I mentioned, was not even close to the NBA at the time. And I hand-wrote a letter to every NBA GM. Just thought, that's got to be a different way. Like, people will email, they call. I'm going to hand-write a letter. And I put at the end of each one, like, if I can serve your organization in any way, I'm more than happy to do so. I wasn't asking for a job. I wasn't saying I was going to outwork everybody, because everybody says that. Just, if I can serve you. I didn't have a really gift at that time. I didn't know what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Sent those letters out. Got one call back a month and a half later from the GM of the Los Angeles Clippers, Gary Sachs. And we had a normal conversation. Basically it was like, at the end of it, he said, if, if you're ever out in LA, look me up, we'll grab coffee. So that's kind of like good luck with the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But I booked a ticket right after that, spent all my money, stole some of my parents' money, so I'd be yeah. out in LA that next week to yeah. do a basketball camp. So I didn't look desperate. So I took that chance. So one big thing that you have to do is take the chance. Take the shot. Say that you're going to serve. If you don't even have anything to give, just say Just tell you are going to serve. And then any opportunity you have, go meet that person. Even if it's going to cost you money to do it, it's an investment in yourself. And if you invest in yourself, that's always the best no-fail investment that you can make. So I'm out there. We have a great meeting. We hit it off. And I prepared like crazy for that meeting. And every NBA connection came from that one right there with Gary Sachs. Literally, he becomes a very good friend of mine. I live with him when I move out to LA. He's in my wedding when I get married. So it's the power of, one, taking the shot. Like a lot of people will just, they won't even take the shot because they're afraid that, well, what if I get rejected? What if I get rejected? Well, Everybody's gonna get rejected. Like, Look at the stories. Go on Google right now look at the, all these kind of stories. Like the KFC guy, 1,009 times until his chicken was accepted. The KFC guy, yeah. Walt Disney's fired from the Kansas City Star because he lacks creativity. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Like you're going to hear no. You're going to hear no. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to let that be your, someone else's, someone else's opinion of you is not your own self-validation. Right. You don't have to look for the outside for that. It comes from within.
1: Right, so it, the irony is that a lot of us want to find our gift and what I'm hearing is it's really coming from putting yourself out there and looking yeah. to just give yeah. back. And by doing so, you start learning more about yourself. Totally. Right, because uh, you can you can ask people like, hey, you know, what, what do I do really well? And you'll get some really good feedback, right? There's, they'll say, you know, you're really, you hold really good space in conversation. And you're really good at talking about things that you're passionate about, but I mm-hmm. totally can tell you. But I think the service thing is really important because that puts it in action. You ask, how can I serve you? And then mm-hmm. just trust that maybe the universe will give you the opportunity to realize more about yourself, learn more about yourself. So come to the service, and that surface and then you can go, wow, I'm really good at all of these things.
0: Super good. Super yep. powerful. Super powerful. And then also think like, what are the things you enjoy doing too? I would say, when you wake up in the morning, there's something that's juicing you up, something you're excited about. And we live in a day and age now that you can literally create any type of business you want. There's people making millions of dollars shooting videos on YouTube of how to get through certain levels of video games. It's crazy. So what excites you? Put that excitement with something that's going to help other people, and you're in your wheelhouse. I love that. Yeah, and just try things. Mm -hmm. Like, it's better to go the wrong direction than just stay and don't go any direction at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I think life is, like, a long hallway. Mm -hmm. You're walking down this long hallway. There's a door here. You enter it. You check a few things out. You learn something about yourself. Okay, you go on to the next one. You go on to the next. Like, I started off trying to be a basketball player, then a shooting coach, and a basketball coach, and, uh, you know, everything under the sun. Now I'm speaking and writing books. Like, it's going to continue to evolve. Mm -hmm. Only if you continue to take steps forward. Amazing, man.
1: I'm feeling it. So, I want. Uh, what's the, first of all? What's the name of your new book? Breakthrough. What the heck does break? Is there a method? Because I know you're the totally. method guy.
0: Yes. Can you tell us a little about
1: this <laughs> breakthrough method?
0: Yeah. So breakthrough is a very abstract term. It's literally like a happy little accident that happens, a stroke of luck, and you're like, hey, you know, that's cool. Wish I could recreate that. And over the years of working with NBA players and coaches, figured like, well, when these people have breakthroughs, when they have these massive successes in their life, is there a formula that actually can put you in the breakthrough mode? And there is. So we'll go through it. The first one is confidence. So it's confidence is where it starts. So confidence is the who, who are you? It starts with who, it doesn't start with why. You understand who you are first before you can do anything else. That's the foundation. Cooperation is the where. Where is the team that you're building around you? Where are the people around you that you're gonna surround yourself with? You will never go you will never go to your fullest potential by yourself. It just won't happen. And it's so powerful to be around the the people that will one support you of course, but also challenge you. So the best the best people to have in your life are those people that, like when you said, hey, I'm going to create this, I would have been like, yeah, I know you are, let's go. And now yeah. I'm going to hold you accountable for it, right. you know? Right. Challenge and support. You don't want to be around the people that are just, you, you become the American Idol singer where you actually suck and everybody tells you you're good. You don't want that. Yeah. It's not true, friends. The third piece is service, like we talked about. So it's the what you are doing. Because you, once you know yourself, who you are, and this confidence in yourself, this confidence is derived from the self-awareness inside you as of like, if I took everything away from you, heal thyself, everything that you are, would you be okay? Of course. Would you still be confident? Of course you I know you would. I am. Because you don't base your confidence on the results. Exactly. Most people base it on res- resumes, accolades, stats. It's based on who you are at the core, your true self-awareness. We talked about the cooperation, the service is being the what, the what are you doing. And The final piece is the who, or sorry, is, is, the, is the why, is the purpose, so it's confidence, plus cooperation, plus service, plus purpose. The why. And the why is, is like we talked about, not necessarily what you do, but who you're doing it for. But then also it is once you find this gift, once you figure out like, okay, this is what I love doing, that's where you become obsessed with it. Yeah. So the people that are the most attractive in life are the people who take their God-given ability and they go all in. Yeah. It's like, I tell this story when I was, consulting for this basketball team in the league in Japan. I love sushi. Like, I'm obsessed with sushi. Like, not any of this grocery store stuff. I'm talking like Jiro Dreams of Sushi, if you've mm-hmm. seen that documentary. So I wanted to go find him. So I, I go over there three days early so I can have this chance to go find Jiro and go to a sushi place. And it's incredibly hard to find him, man. Like, I, I just going all over Tokyo, the train systems, I finally get this tip of where he is. It's two stories under a train station in the middle of Tokyo. So I go down there, and I just, like, I, you had to have, to have a reservation and stuff, but I just wanted to take a picture, and so, you know, social media, so people would think I actually went there. Right, right. So one thing you have to understand about Japanese culture is they are very non-confrontational. Like, there is, uh, they're packed into these trains. No one's ever thrown an elbow. I've never seen anybody get into a fight, ever. I've been over there 25 times. I, t- I put up this to take a selfie by this, and there's a guard by the door, slaps my hand out. That's when I knew how intense it was. I was like, whoa. So they only let you take a picture there. Wow. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to find this guy. I, I, I'm not going to give up. The next day I had to be on court for the first basketball practice, but there's this fish market called the Suzuki Fish Market, and it opens up at like 3 a.m. you got to get there early to get in. They're auctioning off these massive tunas Whoa. for thousands of dollars. Crazy. Biggest biggest fish market in the world. So I go there, and, and I have my my Google picture of Zero because this is who I want to find. Like, I want to find this guy who's the best in the world at it. And, uh, like... I'm about 95% sure I found him, but also old Japanese men kind of all look similar. (laughs) So it might not have been, but I'm following this guy around that I find, and he's going to each fish stand. Now these fish stands are deep, like think of like the size of the state of Delaware, like it's going, and they're all pretty much similar. So he picks up a fish, smells it, feels the scales, listens to it, like these weird routines, but he's just going through this, puts it down, goes to the next one, same routine, goes to the next fish pot spot. Same routine, like going and going. Spend like an hour in. I got to leave to go to practice soon. I'm like, dude, pick a freaking fish by now. And then finally, he does. Does the routine. here listens to it, touches it, everything, and that's the fish he picks. Mm-hmm. And you know the beauty in that is this guy, who is the best in the world, at making sushi. All this already had his fame, his documentary and stuff. Probably didn't even know he had it actually out. Mm-hmm is going through all of this to find the perfect fish because he was so obsessed with his gift, with his passion, that he was going to bring other people joy later that night with wow. the best sushi they've ever had in their life. So when you have find your gift, go all in, become obsessed. You don't have to be 80-20 balanced. Like, hey, that, that's just a lie that the world tells you. Like You don't need another thing to add into your life. Focus on the things you love doing. I don't want to be 80-20 loving my wife or mm-hmm. 80-20 on the mission I'm on. So... You'll figure out that obsession and then go all in on it. So that's the mm. that's the purpose, that's the why. Put those together, you're living in the breakthrough mode. Now the question is, when are they gonna happen? Can't like do you know exactly when they're gonna happen? You don't, but you prepare daily for it. Mm. If you prepare daily, living in those four zones, your breakthroughs will happen. They will regularly occur. If yeah. you don't,
1: they won't. Mm-hmm. And for me, the, the way i see it is you are changing your frequency you, again from the energetic hippie standpoint this side yeah all of these decisions that you're making on these steps you're changing your frequency you're changing your aura you're changing you are attracting that breakthrough moment where you go wait a minute this is it this is yeah. what this is the creation this is this is what i have attracted now it's time to step into that greatness that is you so to reiterate what are the steps
0: confidence that's nice. the who your self awareness cooperation that is the team around you. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Surround yourself with people that are doing big things, have big goals. I don't like to surround myself with people from old old friends from high school. They're still at the same place. Like they'll bring me down if I go back there. The service, the what? What are you doing? And the purpose, the why? What is that? That obsession, that passion that you have?
1: Shoot, man, I'm ready for the book. When is it out? <laughs> Where can I get it? Yes. And we, I want all the details.
0: So it's out. It's okay. out. You can get it anywhere. Books, books live. It was actually just in the. Barnes and Noble's on Fifth Avenue, New York, the whole display. So it's been catching some fire. Whoa. Yeah, and uh, yeah, anywhere anywhere you can get books. Okay. Um,
1: so I'm gonna urge everyone to go get it right now.
0: Yeah. Because this
1: is a life changer. Totally. We had, we had the, uh, the remember when we were doing our podcast, we had the book right in front, your pivot book. Oh yeah. Right, Yeah. and yeah. it's beautiful green cover, yeah. and it's got like the, the arrow going up and down. Yeah. I was like, man, this guy knows how to do books. So I'm excited. For this one, I mean, like, what I'm hearing is there's a handbook, literally, to change in your life, and totally. and and you're not asking people to go on this giant mission, do this for 30 days, 50 days, go through, go 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 to this talk and spend this amount of money. You're literally asking people to look at themselves, create a better community, mm-hmm. and then start putting those gifts into practice in service of others. Totally, man. It's not hard. It's like, not hard at all.
0: It's simple, but the execution is hard. Right. You actually have to do it. Right. It's like if you brush your teeth one time, you're not going to have pearly white teeth. Right. You, if you do this one time, you're not going to find breakthroughs.
1: Yeah, and, that's, and, and, and before we sign off, that's the part that I find. Like, this is, you, you're giving people literally a, a golden nugget, but how do we make sure we do it every single day? What are the things to follow through? What just If there's one way that we can mm. make sure that like I have this handbook, I have this guidebook, I'm going to do this, How can I make sure every single day I'm doing it?
0: Totally. I love this. One of the most powerful things you can do is simply make a tally. At the end of each day, if you have done it, if you have taken one step forward in any of these to becoming closer to the person that you were made to be, take a tally. If you've listened to this podcast today, make a tally. Have a sheet that you will see every single day in the morning and in the evening where these tallies are. These tallies... Build this confidence in knowing. You look back, if you go 75 days, it's probably 75 hard that thing is so effective because you're doing it day after day after day. Mm. And you see 75 tallies, and you're going to be very confident in what you're creating in the Mm. person that you're becoming. Mm. So put it, obviously, somewhere that you will be able to see it. Don't just put it in a drawer you won't go get it. Put it somewhere you can see it. Make a tally every single day.
1: Uh, that's why I love whiteboards. Mm, you that's can, good. You, you're passing it every day somewhere in Perfect. your home. Perfect. And I have that. I have that little marker, and I'm always doing what, like notes or like love do it. this. Or you know what I do? And I got this from OBJ from um, mm. from the Rams. Yep. He he, write, he writes on his mirror. Nice. Yeah. And, oh. and it's funny Talk about visualization. He 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 had, he wrote Super Bowl champ, way before. I mean it was earlier in the year. Totally. And then he became a Super Bowl champ. So, uh,
0: because he treated every day, he trained every day like he was going to be there. Yeah.
1: And, totally. expected.
0: and expected. And expected. And
1: that's the thing like, unwavering. Yes, this is happening. Yeah. Ain't yeah. nobody going to tell me different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So, everyone go get the book. How do we find you? What's your website or, yep. or your DavidNurse.
0: website? DavidNurse.com, Instagram, DavidNurseNBA, podcast, The Art of.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, just come kick it with us at Air One.
1: We go kick it at Air One and go listen to the uh, the first episode we had two years ago, yeah. or probably two years, no, wow. about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, and and you could it, take, see it on YouTube. You could see the beautiful visuals yeah. of all the trees that I'm thanking and all yeah, the plants exactly. and the animals that are flying by. So, man, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Like I said, and opened up with you are one of the most positive, inspiring people. Thanks, bro. And 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 you are one of the people who embodies the work, right? You say these things in service to other people, but you're damn sure doing it too, (laughs) which is powerful, man. So thank you, David. Appreciate you, brother.